0: On this episode of the Star Wars Time Show Special Edition, Nick and I are going to be speculating on three possible live-action series that could hit Disney+. Plus. So during the conversation, we'll be talking about the series and what we'd want to see in them, and at the end, we're going to go ahead and bless the one that we think Iger is going to greenlight or has already greenlit. Cue the music. everyone, welcome back to the Star Wars Time Show. Thank you, that guy is my guy. So, as you heard from the announcer, we are going to be diving into one of our special topics on this episode. And we're going to be kind of speculating, doing what Nick and I do. And that is, we take news and tidbits from the Star Wars universe, and then we turn them into mountains out of molehills. That's typically what Star Wars fans like to fanboy out on. So... I think, what is it, it was a few months back, Nick, we we heard from Iger that there is, on the docket, a third live-action series planned for Disney+. Plus. Mando's coming out here in a few months, Mando Season 2 is basically a done deal, casting will probably be here in 2020, but Bob did hint that there's going to be a third live-action series, so what Nick and I wanted to do, we wanted to speculate, okay, let, let's think of Three characters, three time periods, whatever, and just kind of speculate on that and talk about what we'd like to see in those series. So the ones we agreed upon are probably ones that you, too, would like to see on Disney+, and that would be a Obi-Wan Kenobi series series. A Solo series, because we're probably not going to get the fucking movie, so hey, just bounce it to TV, we'd still take it. And then finally, a Old Republic slash Revan slash Malik type of live action series, Nick. So, uh, let's go ahead and get into it. Let's just start with Kenobi, because uh, this is the one, I obviously, I think could be most likely. There's rumors that he was getting a movie, and then Solo came out, and Disney basically said, eject, 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 no more standalone movies, but... Kenobi, what do you think? A live-action series, would you take it? Go. I I think, for me, out of all three
1: of the ones that you laid out just now, Matt, I think Kenobi would actually work the best as a live-action series versus a movie. So if we're talking about, like, you know, the time period and the amount of time that we need to cover within this series, I think Kenobi is the perfect choice because, in my opinion— Kenobi starts where episode three ends. You know, Ooh, Kenobi, yeah. nice. we, we get a young, I mean, you're probably not going to get, you know, and McGregor back, but that's, you know, you can kind of work he, outside they, of I that. mean, he's
0: he's one of those people. I'm not going to say he's Keanu Reeves-ish, where Keanu Reeves is essentially an immortal. Yeah. Right? I mean, we, we've seen the memes where there's pictures of guys when they could only paint pictures of people, and it literally looks just like them. It carried all the way through modern Keanu, but I, you and I think he could still pull off Rots Kenobi, especially because they they aged him a bit with the beard and gave him a a, a haircut. I, I think he could still pull it off. Would he want to commit to that long of a project? I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's that's my main question. Is that he could do it? Like I I don't think that they would have a problem getting him to look the appropriate age is just if he wants to do it. You know, Ewan McGregor, I don't know what his movie career has been like. I haven't really kept up with, you know, what he's been doing recently. I but, think his
0: latest big geeky one that he's involved with is are the um, the Birds of Prey. Okay, so... The DC movie about Harley Quinn and whatever.
1: Yeah, so he's still
0: making big budgets. Oh, yeah, I, I very think popular I, I would... I would guess he's still putting out two to three movies a year. So I mean, his, his career has had legs. Natalie's has had legs. Hayden's his legs got cut off literally on Mustafar. Yeah. In real life, and <laughs> as a and, and as Anakin Skywalker. That's
1: a hundred percent true. So I think if we get if Ewan agrees to it, that would be a, a home run, and it would be fantastic because, like I said, I want to see. I think a true kenobi live action tv series goes from the moment episode three ends till the moment episode four begins because there's so much to be covered in that time period that that you would never have a period of time where you don't have a story to tell or there's no, something you know that's oh, just I agree. dead I agree. or not going on
0: yeah i mean the angle you're taking here it, it, you're you're 100 right I mean, a Kenobi project would probably do better in long-form TV than a movie, because a movie, you're going to get maybe two and a half hours to tell a little tale. It would just be a little soundbite from Kenobi's time in his Tatooine exile. Who knows? Would it be good? Probably. It's Star Wars. I'd still love it. I mean, let's be real. I like The Last Jedi. Ooh! He said it! (laughs) Ooh! All right. Uh, But as Nick said... There, there are so many tales they could weave in that time frame, which is about 18 years from Rots to A New Hope. Uh, I just wonder, Nick, I don't think if they did it, they would take it up to old Obi-Wan uh, because of Sir Alec Guinness's legacy and also because they've covered part of Obi-Wan's tale in exile in Rebels. And I don't, I don't think they would revisit that type of stuff. I mean, that was a pretty huge moment they showed us in Rebels. Where Maul tracks Kenobi down finally to Tatooine, figures out that Kenobi is there watching somebody, and obviously they have their little duel that wasn't a duel at all because Kenobi just basically went zim- zada badin and you're dead.
1: Yeah, I think so. I like I thought about that and I thought about their willingness to maybe not write over it, but retell it in live action. Oh, so th- trust. I, I'm not. Yeah. I'm
0: not saying I don't want to see that. I would. I would pay money. I would pay them double my Disney Plus subscription to see <laughs> that scene play out in live action. I, I just feel like they're in the business now of only telling new stories, yeah, and not uh, retread of of any sort. I mean, that that's. I, I just believe that's where their headspace is at.
1: Yeah. So. For for the project, then, because I, I, I don't think that there's a logical stopping point within the tale of Obi-Wan Kenobi in Exile. Like, I don't know if you can get to a point that isn't near the start of A New Hope that where you can stop. Unless, I mean, obviously, all of this is to be written. If it ever happens, you know, the people who are writing it and who are responsible for it would come up with that logical closure point before you know, the, the beginning of episode yeah, four. It
0: just depends. I mean, you could have a an entire TV series that lasts nine seasons and it only covers a like, day or two in real time. Exactly. You know what I mean? So I, I know what you're saying, but I, I still think they could squeeze 10 seasons of Kenobi and only cover... Two years. Yeah, I think that's... Five years. I mean, he's a hermit living on a, you know, in the Judlin Waste, where it's basically chaos reigns supreme. You got sand people raiding shit. Uh, Obviously, you got the spaceports bringing people in, bounty hunters. They could always be like, oh, well, you know, the Inquisitors were looking for Kenobi. Vader was looking for blah, blah, blah.
1: Everybody that the Empire could get their hands on was looking for Obi-Wan Kenobi and Yoda more than likely. Right. And that's another key point to this particular series is that, in my opinion, if you are to tell an Obi-Wan Kenobi long-form TV series tale, it has to involve Yoda, Maybe right. not in a in a co-main character capacity, but I think that he has to be a recurring character. Well, th- they
0: would, the would have to commune through the Force, or they, we'd have to see how the two kept in touch being on, you know, different planets. Uh, because Obi-Wan Kenobi learned how to become one with the Force from somebody. That somebody is Yoda, who learned it from Qui-Gon on Dagobah. So... There had to be a knowledge transfer at some point in time between Rots and A New Hope, right? Yeah. I mean, because this, based on canon now, this was a whole new skill that none of them knew how to do. Qui-Gon was really the first one that tapped into it. He he was so late to the game, he didn't even perfect it. That's why he, he couldn't become a spirit like Kenobi or Yoda or Anakin. He was just a voice within the Force. I think eventually he got his body back, but... The way I've, I've read it play out, Qui-Gon teaches Yoda, and then you just have to believe that Yoda then passed that on to Kenobi. So you're right. Uh, I don't know how they do it. I mean, do they keep their communicators, or are they just fully speaking through the Force? Could it be something like Ray and Kylo, one of those uh, talks, Force talks, whatever you want to call it? But, yeah, yeah I agree. You'd probably have to – you'd at least have to hear about Yoda.
1: Yeah, and, and I mean, you also can bring in, I mean – you know young young like child luke skywalker of course luke skywalker knew who ben kenobi was he he very clearly said you know mentioned to him in, in a new hope and it wasn't a surprise when he saw oh Obi-Wan. no they knew each other yeah.
0: 100% i mean it, it was basically the way i took it. it was always old crazy uncle ben essentially
1: yeah like he's just he's you know everybody knows old ben he just lives out in the wastes and kind of lives to himself, but they've crossed paths before. That's not the first time that Luke had ever seen Obi-Wan. Of course. Um, so having a, long, a young Luke Skywalker and then also, you know, living within that that kind of harsh wasteland of Tatooine, you know that there's a cartel presence there. So if Obi-Wan is going to be involved in any sort of like, you know, peacekeeping after his time as a jedi he might be he might take on a persona i mean he he would become this other person to try to protect people from the Hut cartel um i think that that would be very interesting stories to tell to see like obi-wan kenobi take on a new alias and then is 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 essentially fighting the evil that he can within his own sphere of influence
0: Um, I I believe, Nick, I'm probably making this up because I excel at pulling shit out of my ass. (laughs) But I believe there was when when Marvel kind of rebooted the Star Wars comics and they became canon. Yeah, there is a run. There is a run. Age of Republic, Obi-Wan Kenobi. I don't know if these are the new ones or the old ones. Either way, point being is there are Obi-Wan Kenobi comics that they could draw from that deal with his time uh, on Tatooine. At a much, it's basically Mythos Obi-Wan. I'm trying to get you the cover here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it is Mythos Obi-Wan. I, I believe he has a, a interaction with Boba Fett. I mean, there's so much potential in a Kenobi live-action series, it, it's disgusting to think about. I mean, it just Tatooine is such a ripe location to bring in anyone you've ever heard or enjoyed from the Star Wars universe.
1: Yeah, and I mean, that's why one of the planned standalone films that was canned it was a a tatooine kind of scum and villainy type movie you know this this most isolated idea of this most isolated cantina film that is centered around all of the the underworld happenings the the scoundrels the smugglers the bounty hunters you know everything like that that you are used to seeing in star wars except it's now all in one centralized location which would have been on Tatooine, so...
0: Okay, so here's a little context of what I was talking about. These They came out in 2016, and it's from the main Star Wars run, but uh, essentially Luke finds Obi-Wan Kenobi's journals and, and reads about his time in exile, this, that, and the other thing, and why Owen hates Obi-Wan. It, it, it's a good one. Okay. I, I, knew, yeah. I, I knew I'd knew i seen it before, but it I was like, you know, I'm stupid, like I said.
1: <laughs> no, I so. mean, that's... That- would even be, like, a perfect jumping-off point to how you get to it. Like, if you wanted to pivot it through, like, the mind of of Luke Skywalker or, you know, give it some context as to how it got there, then, yeah, I mean, that would be a perfect way to do it. And that does look exact, almost exactly like Mythos Obi-Wan. That <laughs>
0: Yeah, so, I mean, I would love... Obi-Wan, it... It should happen. It sh- it should be a damn standalone. It it should be something. But hey, Mary Poppins, right? Mary, Mary, Mary Poppins. Pop. I mean, at this point in time, we can squarely put Solo's failures and the basically the killing of standalone Star Wars movies on the shoulders of Mary Poppins Returns.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was it was pretty. And the
0: worst part is now my daughter loves it, so now I basically have to watch the movie at least a couple times a week.
1: Oh. Man, that is that is a punch right in the head, right? right. It's, I'm not even saying
0: it's like a horrible movie. It's great for little kids. has some good songs and dance and all that. But all I see when I see it now is You Fucked Solo.
1: Yeah, that's all you can think about with that movie yeah. is You it, Fucked if, Solo. If you had the May release, then everything would have been fine. <laughs> like.
0: Anyway. So um, anything else you'd like to see in Kenobi? I mean, we we kind of... Re- Covered everything I think I mean
1: I think the only other thing that I would like to see is like if it starts off like we start off quick and if we do back up to episode three when we jump in is I would want to see him pretty early on within the first two or three episodes I would say try to go back out after Vader like maybe never successfully like he'll never successfully actually confront Vader because we're led to believe that the next confrontation between the
0: two happens on the Death Star. But I want to see him go after him. Well, even that, you know, that's a great, I love that. Um, I guess, do we ever even know when Obi-Wan realized that Anakin didn't die and he, he was Vader?
1: I think that that may have been in a comic as well. If I'm remembering correctly and Again, like the, the comic threads are not Matt and I's strong suit. <laughs> like it's not what we what we read often. It's not what we kind of draw our knowledge from. But I can remember reading something in an article or a summation on Wikipedia that he was like literally in a bar on Tatooine and he saw Vader on, on like a, the hollow net and he knew. He knew there right, that it was Anakin.
0: I mean I believe he 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 walks away knowing in his heart or thinking in his heart that Anakin's done. Yeah, he's dead. dead. Like he he had he had no foresight to to believe that he could survive that. I mean yeah. essentially lost all his limbs and then caught on fire.
1: Yeah, and I mean if you think about it the way that that it is explained by Obi-Wan himself in the original trilogy is that Darth Vader killed your father so it may have been that he literally felt the life force of Anakin Skywalker snuff out within the force and then Darth Vader is all that was left so but he
0: was also a lying asshole or George just forgot that he wrote certain scenes and then made the prequels and fucking (laughs) blew all the shit up true you never know. That's not why we're here to talk about. But yeah, man, there's so much potential in Kenobi, but I love that idea. I was thinking just, yeah, I mean, I want to see him coping with what just happened to his world. I mean, he literally went from being the protectors of the galaxy to being the, the outcast on the run, blamed for everything, the murderers. It's all the Jedi's fault, blah, blah, blah. Just kind of see him take a breath and, and deal with that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you like, would how essentially... did we get here? How did I miss this? How did Yoda miss this? How did we all miss this?
1: Yeah, it, it would basically be like a TV series that explores the, the stages of grief from the eyes of Obi Wan Kenobi. Exactly. Like, I mean, I think that would be well. There, you, there fantastic. you
0: go, story group. We just fucking wrote you the uh, the pitch, so you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Considering you guys don't do anything, anyways, I mean guess it doesn't matter. Give us a call. Reach out to us. Starwarstime.net. We're always yeah, available. You got it. <laughs> we check email, and we reply at least within 48 hours. Yeah. So. All right. So uh, the next one, Nick, that we're throwing out there that has strong potential, it's really... I mean, it's a shame that it's not going to be a trilogy of movies, but it's just not going to happen. You can tell the fans want it. I mean, we had Make Solo 2 trending on, on the one-year anniversary of Solo, but just a solo live-action series that literally... Picks up where the movie left off. I mean, let's follow him right over to Tatooine and see his first meeting with Jabba.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, the movie was great. I loved Solo. We both loved Solo. A lot of the people who saw the movie loved it. And the good thing about that is is that it transitions very easily over into long-form television. Like you said, these things can be told in movie form, and we've seen it executed and done very well, but... We also know that these types of things, working these jobs for Jabba the Hutt, building his reputation as one of the best smugglers in the galaxy, exploring this thread with Kira further out, oh with, yeah, you know, with the crime syndicates, bringing in Darth Maul. This all transitions very easily into long-form television, and I, I mean, I have to believe that there is still people, there are still people in the room at Lucasfilm and at Disney who have not given up on Solo. I mean, I don't know who those people are. Like, I don't know if... It, I, I mean, think-
0: Kasdan, like the kid Kasdan, he, he jumped all over the hashtag. Like, I love this. This is great. You know, uh, yeah. oh, we, yeah. we have ideas. I mean, we, we know they said they basically had ideas drafted out for a trilogy. Yeah. I mean, and they said two of the big things open were we're going to deal with Han and Kira because that was still a wide open thread. And we're also going to deal with How Han earns his reputation. I mean, he he did a pretty damn good job in Solo of building his reputation. He he proved that he could fly. He did the Kessel Run and whatever parsecs he likes to lie about. But he he isn't quite the the smuggler yet. Yeah, he's not Han Solo, one of the you know galaxy's best smugglers. And and we would have found all that out. And and Nick's right. Think about uh, like the Battlestar Galactica reboot. You get essentially a two-hour movie as the pilot. Yep. And then it moves into our episodes. And and that's what you have now with Solo. We, we got its pilot. The pilot episode was the movie. Roll it right into some long-form TV. I don't care if it's a season, two seasons. But as Nick said, in an hour episode, Han, Chewie, and who they are and what they get mi- mixed up in, they're perfect for hour-long episodes to tell little stories that get completed within the hour but also build upon the overarching narrative for the season. Everyone knows that, right? You, you have hour long episodes that have a self contained story, but they also build towards the overarching game of Thrones. Does it all of them do it? So, Oh yeah. And you, I mean, you're, you're spot on. Let, let's roll this thing right in. There's idea. Number two story group.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, there, and you can make an argument that if they were to see their full vision out in, in three movies, that they would have had a hard time building that reputation within essentially a four-hour window so the way that they probably would have done it is they would have done some time jumping they would have done a little bit of creative work with the types of jobs that he pulls and then you just see the big one you see the big bang that finally makes him Jabba's guy but you don't get to see everything that leads up to it which is the good part about long-form television is that you see the build-up you see him becoming that person not just The moment he becomes that person. So this is another one just like Kenobi where I argue that long form television done the correct way would probably benefit Solo better than just cramming everything into two more movies. Especially considering again with the character of Han Solo you can take him from where we see him at the end of Solo all the way up until we meet him in episode four. So there's still, there's still a lot of ground to cover, a lot of good stories to tell, and a lot of open threads from Solo that still need to be tied oh, yeah. off. So.
0: And, and, and all those people need work. I mean, I don't think Alden's done anything. You know, Eunice would play Chewy at a mall. Oh, yeah. Uh, Amelia just lost her big gig that paid for eight or nine, ten years straight. Uh, Her movies haven't done well, so I don't see her getting any more leading roles. So, hey, they're ready. I mean, Donald's probably the only one that that stays busy, and that's just because he's the magic man. I mean, he does comedy he does the music he, he does acting
1: yeah i mean he's got a I lot think he's of coming stuff.
0: out he's lion king right i don't know yeah, what he's voice in the lion he is simba yeah so there you go so I mean, <laughs> I mean
1: he's he's the busiest one but you can also play that whole series out with lando in it very sparingly of course um yeah he I,
0: I i don't think lando would be a big player in solo anyways the focus to me would have to be solo chewy kira crimson dawn job of the hut
1: yeah mall and then that's it so i think um I think that would be a fantastic series. I mean, we've hit, we don't really need to go into any more detail in it. Cause we've laid out exactly how you should execute that as a long, as a long form TV show. And again, like this is the type of shit that people come to Disney plus for, like people come to Disney plus for the continuation of star Wars threads for new star Wars content. And I really do feel like even though solo may not have, you know, busted a, a, a
0: billion dollar box office, when it released. We know why, man. It's not yeah. because of the movie. It's because of idiots and Bob Iger being stupid. Yeah. If you put
1: that continuation on Disney+, Plus, that will that will draw in more people. You know, Mandalorian is going to bring in a lot of people. The Cassian Andor live-action series, that's the second live-action series, is going to bring in more people. You bring in Solo. You bring in a very familiar face that already has fresh content. You, you get even more. So I think that that... That may be the easiest and the
0: smartest one to do. Okay, Disney boy. <laughs> do you think Disney will see more subs through its Star Wars content or through its just, oh yeah, by the way, every Disney Disney movie ever is now at your fingertips?
1: It's... Th- here's the thing is that like, what, what do you think the
0: draw is going to be the new live action stuff or the fact that parents can basically just throw on disney plus now and their kids can watch cartoons from the 40s all the way up until you know when is the, la- the, the latest disney movie to come out wreck it ralph something like that
1: yeah exactly i think that the parents are going to be the primary drivers of of revenue and new subs because one Parents are always in fresh supply. Like people are having kids every yeah, day. <laughs> so. I agree. So
0: I mean, we we kind of live in a Star Wars bubble. Let's be real. We, we sit here because it rules our universe. We think it rules everybody's. Uh, I do think Disney Plus will see a lot of subs from the Star Wars fandom, the Marvel fandom. But it, when it comes down to it, it's going to see subs regardless because it's Disney.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Like even if. Remove Star Wars from the equation and uh, it, it, it Marvel still
0: it's gonna be an overnight success.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like I would still sub to it even if fuck Star yeah, Wars dude. was Star Wars and it just had Disney and Marvel. I'd be like, Well fuck. You know, we get all the Marvel movies, we get these brand new Marvel series, and plus I get access to every Disney movie ever made, plus, you know, T V series. I mean, it's too good of a value not to get, especially at the price point that Bob Barker's talking about. You're talking nine dollars a month, less, maybe even less. So, I mean, it's it's a no-brainer, and then you add in Star Wars on top of it, and it's a super no-brainer. Like, if people don't, if they don't have a million subs within the first, like, I don't know, maybe not that much. Second, second week, third week, first oh, month. Oh, nah, man, they'll have a,
0: they'll have a million subs in an hour.
1: Yeah, like,
0: it's. I mean, no, I'm being serious. Apex Legends, a random free-to-play game. I think within a day, it had one and a half million subs.
1: Yeah. So it's very possible that this that that Disney Plus becomes the second or third most popular streaming service literally overnight.
0: Oh yeah, it's gonna happen. I mean, I, if I was Netflix, I would be worried because oh, yeah. I mean, Netflix—they're probably here to stay. Their problem is they don't really own a lot of the content they put out.
1: Yeah, so the, like their uh, most popular content is is their originals, but it was specifically their originals around Marvel. And now they've lost the ability to do that. Right. So now you have to have... Now, do they
0: own... Is Stranger Things, like, produced by them? I know it's the Duffer brothers, but is that theirs?
1: I think that the... I think they own that license. I believe
0: they do. And I'll tell you what, after season three, I'm just like, Jesus Christ, what a fantastic show. Yeah. I was pretty down on Stranger Things after season two, but I just watched... Finished three finally... And now I want to go back and watch all three seasons again.
1: Yeah, dude. It was a fantastic, fantastic season. It was was so. just,
0: just really, really good season. And another odd show that I feel like I need to start re-watching just because it's so fucking odd. And I don't know if you watch it is Legion on FX.
1: I saw the first season of Legion and I really fucking enjoyed it, but I, I haven't dude, watched it since. The at first this
0: season. point, I, I I contend you almost have to take LSD. <laughs> While you watch it, or you at least have to have had tripped a few times in your life to kind of just go with the flow of the way this thing's delivered. I mean, it is – every time I'm done with an episode, I sit there and just go, did I just watch that? Like, did I just watch something? What in the hell was it? And not in a bad way. It's just – it's told visually. It's visually different every episode. It's 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 so fucking random. It jumps around. It's just it's oddball, but like a very creative, high art oddball. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know how to describe it. Anyways, uh, tangent. There you go, people. That one's (laughs) for free, and I'm not even drunk. So, yeah, man. Solo, obviously, fantastic candidate for Disney Plus. Will it ever happen? Who knows? I'd love to. I know there's stories out there. I mean, the creators have said as much. I mean, the actors have said as much. Alton basically said, yeah, I'm, I'm under contract for another two movies. Could they spend that in a live action? Who knows? Will they? I hope. Only time will tell. All right, so the, the last one that we think could have some possibility, because there's been rumors around this time setting as well, and it would be Kind of a co tour focus, Old Republic focus. And, and Nick and I just kind of talked about, well, it could follow Revan and Malak. And, and we were thinking, you know, fuck the game. We, we, we played the game. We've seen the game stories. What if it told stories about their fall, you know, when they were yeah. Jedi and fighting the Mandalorian Wars, their fall, watching that, watching them build up their Sith Armada, coming back into the galaxy and fucking shit up. And then, you know, maybe it, it ends at the video game or it goes into the game. Or as we said, the way people write these days, you could just you could have 10 seasons of just Revan and Malak as Jedi, but that's kind of the time period characters we would also like to see live action.
1: Yeah, so the the way that I think I would like to see this play out is definitely pre-fall, so pre pre-video game. I just
0: want to see him in his white robes and mask. Yeah, is that yeah. real or is that just made for swaggo? i know i think, like, I think that's, that's just what i want to see
1: is, is it might be purely so unless there was like a special outfit that you could get in
0: um, which do you like better Kirk now looks. that you've seen him do you like the darth look or I his like light Jedi side Knight. look i like the I, light side look dude i do too man and and we just talked on a cast a few casts ago about you know my boner for revan's look i i almost said he looks more menacing and more radical than vader and vader literally is my homeboy oh yeah it's just Uh, but that white man like that that he is a slick looking motherfucker in that white with his purple saber
1: and it's it's you can't even cut it up to like his his physique or anything like that because he's got a pretty standard physique like just the way it's the care it's the character it's the it's the aura of and around the character and it's the way that the artists create with that notion in mind and yeah. they know that that essentially Darth Revan is like a messianic figure in some ways to the old republic like he is you know he is both a creator and a destroyer and he is ultimately if you if you go by the story of the of the game like he's ultimately the savior of the galaxy because he comes back and he he remembers and I guess you know, it depends on how you play it out, but like he he can he has the ability to save the galaxy. So he's always Revan's always been treated with this reverence that is unlike any other figure that we've seen in Star Wars history before. Even if you look at now, I mean and granted, Luke Skywalker has been seen over many iterations of Star Wars where where Revan has only been seen within The Old Republic video game, singular, and then the surrounding properties. But he's just got, like, this aura about him where people... No, I mean,
0: you're you're right. He is the face of the Old Republic where you'd be like, all right, who's the face of the prequels? Well, it's Anakin, it's Obi-Wan, it's Yoda, it's Padme... It's not a singular. They're yeah. Just with the originals, who's the face of the originals? Well, Luke. But yeah, there's Leia, there's Han, there's Chewie. The new ones. Well, there's Ray, there's Finn. You, you see, Nick's Nick's hundred percent right. The Old Republic, because of KOTOR, has always been tied to the character of Revan.
1: Yeah, and the, so in terms of the television series, what I think is an int- what I think would be an interesting way to approach this is to actually open up the series. With the main character being the the Jedi Master who trains Malik and Revan.
0: Yeah, fuck yeah. See, dude, we basically Nick and I have a Force connection like Rey <laughs> and Kylo. He's Kylo, I'm Rey. Yeah, actually, I'm Kylo. He's you're,
1: Rey. You're the you're the Sith or Dark Side user in this. <laughs> yeah,
0: and I actually I'm not wearing a shirt right now, just like Kylo prefers to hang out when he podcasts. So. Yeah. My hairy nipples are hanging out. I'm not as shiny and, and buff looking as, as Kylo, but yeah. Yeah. But no, dude, I, I was thinking the same thing. Like I want to see I want to see Coruscant during the old republic, not the Grand Republic. I want to see the Jedi Order during the old republic, not the Grand Republic. Yeah. And, and what Nick is saying, that's exactly where I'd love this to start. Who trained these guys? What were they like as Jedi? You know, could you see that edge that could lead them to falling off the Sith cliff? Uh, so, yeah, 100%. And does he really always wear the fucking mask? Or is that just for Swago because he had a mask as Revan? That, that type of stuff. I mean, that, that's just little bullshit I threw in there. But, yeah, that's exactly what I'd like to see. Early early Revan, Jedi Revan, Jedi Malak. But, but more importantly... What's the fucking temple look like? Who's the Yoda? I mean, who's leading this shit? Yeah. How many Jedi are there? What are they doing? Are they, they pussies and stupid like the Grand Republic Jedi?
1: See, and what would have been interesting, even going back, you know, that far, is that you're still within a period of time where there's war going on. I, st- I think that you can still position it to where you're in the beginning of the of the Mandalorian Wars. Right. Where Jedi Knight, Malak, and Revan are still under the tutelage of a Jedi master. And you still have this master as a main character for the first season of this of the show. And then you have the you see the maturation process, like you were talking about, of these two incredibly, you know, gigantic figures within the universe. And then, like you said, do you see the degradation? in the fall towards the dark? Or is it literally like these guys were staunch and perfect Jedi. They hit the, the unknown regions and then they come out in their Sith out of nowhere.
0: Right. Um, Cause I mean, what's the, what's the cliff's notes? I mean, they, were they fighting the Mandalorian war and they, they chased them into the unknowns yeah. and then they ran in the Sith or something bonkers happened.
1: So essentially the story was that there's, they, yes, they were fighting off the the remnants of the Mandalorians basically at the tail end of the Mandalorian Wars and the Mandalorians went into the unknown regions, but there was this unknown. So like the story always was, is that there was a, there was basically a dark side force presence within the unknown regions that influenced Darth like, Revan and Malak
0: calling. Yeah. Calling to them kind of like yeah. Palpatine. And I mean like and Snoke and, in, right. in, the,
1: the Knights of the Old Republic MMO that that, that, um, that emperor is essentially revealed. His name's Valcorian and he, he was literally out in the unknown regions amassing a, a massive, un, unseen size force to essentially come into the, the known galaxy and just take it over. So Valcorian builds up this giant force and then he, he invades known space with what he calls the Eternal Empire, and and basically destroys the Jedi and the Sith. He, he wipes them all out. And him and his his son and daughter, or two sons and daughter, kind of rule over the known galaxy for X amount of time. And that's kind of where the, the Knights of the Eternal Throne and the Knights of the Fallen Empire storylines and KOTOR pick up. So it's, you're led to believe, based off of that game, that this person who influenced... Revenant Malik to become evil, to become Sith, is this, you know, this Emperor Valkorian. But again, like, none of that's canon. Like, that's, I don't think that any of the stories that are told in Kotor are considered canon. So you can, you can do whatever you want oh, with it. Oh, yeah.
0: That. But I think. I don't know, man. It's, it's, like you said, it's ripe for some storytelling, very interesting lore weaving that could tie into existing products. I just, I, I do still feel like. Disney may be hesitant to touch some of this very near and dear legend stories now, if you will. Yeah, uh, but that things have popped up in canon from legends, so you never know. I mean, it's just the uh, the character of Revan is just such an easy mark to bring into live action with fans, you know, literally their tongues hanging out of their mouths, like. Uh-huh yes please something like this yeah
1: i think the one character that that people would actually be excited to see in a in a live action movie would be Revan, because there's a lot of i mean like from the beginning like even if you go back and listen to us when we first heard the announcement for solo we were still skeptical we were like man this is a very big risk that that Disney is taking Han Solo is one of the most beloved characters in movie history, not just Star Wars history. And you're kind of, you know, you're 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 really kind of messing, I don't want to say messing with it, but you're you're toying around with a story that's that's in a character that's really near and dear to people's hearts. For Revan, I think that if they announced Nicely Republic, Revan is your main character, there would be I don't think that you would see many people blow back against that there's too many people excited about seeing that character oh, th-
0: it would be the opposite they'd be like why the fuck isn't it Revan yeah Lizzie's like he's ruining it again
1: yeah like if they if they brought out nice Republic public and and Revan wasn't involved that would be people could definitely have some questions there but if they say like we're making a nice Old Republic live action tv series your main characters will be Jedi Knight Revan and Malik and you'll follow them throughout their their time fighting the Mandalorian wars like people will literally go fucking crazy they'll love it like cuz we've never seen this character portrayed in any way other than like n- early 2000s pixelated box graphics so like yeah you know w- it's time for us to see one of the most and, and that's what's the most impressive thing about Revan is that he's never been seen outside of that video game in Kotor and he is one of the most beloved figures in Star Wars history. Like you could you could easily argue that outside of Vader and, and Palpatine, even though we've seen other Sith and other dark side force users on TV, we've seen other other ones in movies, it's it's Vader, Palpatine and then Revan. And that's it. Like, you know, yeah. And, and that you you don't really see that like you don't oftentimes see that kind of character delineation or or character ranking in a hierarchy when the only thing they've ever been in as the primary character is one video game
0: no he, he is impressive as we as we've been saying he, he carries a lot of weight within the fandom so hey it'd be nice are we gonna get it I I would say the I don't know. It's weird because there's been so many rumors around KOTOR stuff being written. But is it going to be movies? Who's doing it? This, that, and the other thing. Um, Clearly, a lot of potential behind it. So, out of these three, Nick, what do you think is going to be the most likely, if any? I mean, did we completely screw the pooch? Are they going to do something brand new and maybe go with a female lead or something like that?
1: Yeah, so I think the most likely one to happen is Solo. That's that's probably... Now that I think about it more and now that I put it in the context of the freshest material, the easiest material to to transfer over into live action TV and the one with the least interference in regards to other properties that are open, Solo is probably the best one. Because like you mentioned, we're talking about Kenobi. Kenobi's got a little bit of interference there with Rebels. Um, So you have some blockers. Oh, yeah. Solo is wide open, like post Solo, the movie, it's wide open until you fucking hit episode four and the story is already there for you. Like you don't even have to build, build the lore, build the expansion of the universe. You just continue on for what's already been done. So in my opinion, Solo is the one that makes the most sense.
0: Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm not even going to try to to counter it and argue it as a (laughs) Sith would. Um, it's just the stories out there. We know that. We know the, the the actors, the talent had been locked up. Who knows if that's all been uh, busted now because of what happened with Solo 1. But yeah, I'm with you, man. I mean, Solo's prime to just roll right into production, you would think. Uh, you know, bring back Ron Howard. Fuck it. Who cares, right? Just yeah. just do it. Let's do it. I, I do think we'll probably hear something about this third live-action series maybe early 2020 celebration -celebration? pre-celebration
1: or they you think they reveal it at celebration
0: i think 2020 celebration the main focus uh, and unfortunately is a poor choice of word but i mean there's no movies we know that it's probably going to be the cassian series yeah yeah. So I don't know if they'd want to steal any thunder. It, maybe it would be just like a casual announce that they did with Cassian. Like, oh, yeah, hey, Mando's coming. And then a few months later, it's just like, oh, yeah, by the way, we're doing this too.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, maybe something like that. But I, I, I would think within a year or less, we should know what we're dealing with. And hopefully it's one of the ones we talked about. If not, fu story group. All right, my friends, that's it for this special topic. So I did want to take a, a moment here as we close and give a shout out to my man, Jesse Everything Kylo. The dude came through, Nick. Oh, really? <laughs> came through. My Galaxy's Edge exclusives oh, are in hand. man. And going to be shipped to me at some point in time. And and the good sir, everything Kylo even covered shipping for me. That is that is so, a true yeah. Friend. He, he sent a, he sent his cousin out there. He snagged them up, paid them through PayPal, and they're be coming my way. I, I did pass on the droid pack. I took his advice, and he's like, "Yeah, it's pretty beat." So I'll be getting <laughs> the, the Hondo pack and the range or mountain troop or first order trooper, or whatever the fuck he's called. So thank you, Jesse. We love you. You're back up to number one fan. <laughs> Sir Dork slides down to one and a half. <laughs> so, boy, now nah, hey, in the end, we love the interactions we're getting from all of you. It's not just those two. They, they just happen to be kind of the, the, the first to market, if you will, for the Star Wars time, boys. So uh, keep it coming. Keep those DMs coming, emails. You can contact us through the site if you want to. Uh, do a long form message or send attachments or whatever. You know, we'll take gifts at this point in time. Just just hit us up. We'll give you our addresses. But we appreciate you guys. That's why we do what we do. And what you can do for us is go to StarWarsTime.net. Top right, go to subscribe if you haven't done it yet. Find your platform of choice for the podcast or go ahead in the sidebar there and click on the YouTube subscribe button and, and become a follower, a subscriber. And Once you do that, you can like us, you can rate us, you can review us. I can't tell you how important those actions are. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the thumbs up. Hit the little uh, the little bell to alert you when new videos come out from Star Wars time. If you're on the podcast, Like it, rate it, and review it if you would like to. That all plays into how many people can get exposed to the show outside of people that already know about it. All right, my friends? Get out there. Star Wars Time Army is on the march. Sub your asses off. We'll be back with our long-form show. Within a week or so, where we're, we're kind of changing things up. We're going from recording Fridays to Mondays, but you're still probably going to get at least one new show a week, if not two, because that's how we roll. All right, my friends? May the force be with you always.